another edition of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Our 42nd edition, which is a popular number in running circles. 42k makes up a marathon. So this marks our marathon edition, sort of. Hi Mel. Hey Scotty, how are you doing this week? Always good, always fantastic. Fantastic. We have talked in previous episodes about my first and at this stage only ever marathon, Scotty, but I don't think we've heard about yours. Do you remember? Tell us, what what happened at your first marathon? It was a long time ago. I've done six of them, I think. Show off. And my first one, well, actually, six disasters. They've all been disasters. (laughs) Never been happy with any of them. Oh, that just sounds like the perfectionist coming out of you. I'm sure they weren't all disasters. No, they pretty much were. But the first one in particular, so this was about over 10 years ago. I was a lot faster. I was younger and a lot faster. And I had never run a marathon before, before going into it. My longest run, I don't think I even got to 30 kilometers. I just did a lot of half marathons and I think I did them in about 80 minutes, something like that. So I worked out, yeah, so I worked out that I was going to do my first marathon in about three hours, max, max about three and a half hours. So I told all my family and friends, yeah, if you want to come down, you know, come down to the finish, you know, aim to be there around three, three, three and a half hours. Which, Which event was this at? This was at Melbourne. So this was Melbourne Marathon back in the days where you ran from Frankston up into Melbourne. Okay. And my first marathon, I copped a really hot day. I think it was like 26 degrees and <laughs> without doing it. Sorry, you said 26 degrees is hot. <laughs> Please continue. Well, it's hot when you're running a marathon. It is. And you haven't done enough prep, <laughs> particularly the long run prep. So I got to about, I think it must have been about 30K, 32K into Brighton, just cramped up, couldn't go anywhere. And I'm sure there are plenty of our listeners who have cramped up before. That there's, you just can't do anything with a cramp. Like you just, you've got all these people cheering you along and saying, come on, come on, run with me for a little bit. But your actual muscle just turns to like rock hard. And as much as you really want to run with them, you can't. So my first marathon, I walked for the last 10 kilometers, finished in just over four hours. Family and friends went home. They went home. Half an hour ago. Yeah, they went home because they thought, oh, we must have missed him. So confident were they in your ability to to super speed fast that in under three and a half hours. That is a very fast time though, under three and a half hours. Yeah, which I've never got anywhere near. (laughs) Do you you hope to get near that one day? I do. So the next one I'm going to do will be under three and a half hours. I'm going to go about it the right way and I'm actually going to put in a bit of training. Wow. I look forward to hearing how that one develops. Yeah. Enough about me. How about we have some news? Thirteen thousand nine hundred and eighty five lucky people became instantly more likable and attractive over the weekend. And a further seventeen thousand seven hundred and seventy three people prepared to change their lives. In other news, There were 13,985 volunteers at Parkrun over the weekend and an incredible 17,773 signed up to the global running phenomenon. 
Speculation has arisen surrounding a possible world first in Australia last weekend as the top three male and female recipients of the points prize competition at a Queensland park run were taken out by members of the Derek Zoolander Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good running club. It is not known whether a single running club has ever taken a clean sweep of the top spots at an event before. If we were any kind of real journalists, we may have attempted to find out for you. In a further twist, Pat O'Connor, the official recipient of the first place male award, showed a heartwarming display of park runnership. Pat presented his medal to fellow park runner 72-year-old Graham Rose, who he felt more deserving of the prize. The Perth 2016 World Masters Athletics Championships has kicked off in Western Australia this week, with park runners among the proud athletes taking part. In addition to the traditional track events, the park run distance at both walk and running paces will take place side by side with such events as the hammer throw, shot put, discus and javelin. Good luck to all park runners and walkers competing. Here's hoping none of those flying devices stray onto the track during your events. Parkrun Global have issued a statement advising a delay in the production and release of the next batch of Milestone t-shirts. This from Russ Jeffries, Head of Marketing. Regrettably, we have experienced a delay with the latest batch of Milestone t-shirts. Due to unforeseen circumstances in the manufacture of the latest batch of free Milestone t-shirts, significant snagging of the fabric as it was cut by the factory, and with tribe spots wanting to maintain the high standards of quality, the fabric was rejected and needed to be reordered. This has resulted in a delay with new Milestone t-shirts expected to be available on the 1st of December. The Peel Club welcomed two new members on the weekend as Jackie and Tony O'Connell adventured to Darwin Parkrun in the Northern Territory to achieve the highly prized goal. Membership of the Peel Club requires completion of at least one event in every state and territory in Australia. No mean feat given the vast expanse of the country. Jackie and Toc are only the 12th and 13th members to achieve this exclusive club status. And because the 33 degree temperature and 99% stew humidity wasn't quite challenging enough, Toc ran the event dressed as the red Teletubby. So Jackie and Toc were at Darwin who were celebrating an anniversary on the weekend. You and I both got to celebrate some anniversaries on Parkrun Day. Where were you at this weekend, Scotty? I was at I was home at Westerfolds celebrating our third. Three years already. Yeah, it went really quick. Really, really quick. I haven't been there for a lot of the last year in particular, but wow, three years went really quick. I imagine four years for you just went went just as quick. It yeah, it went super fast. I'm trying to to, to count it up and and figure out. I mean, do you do you sometimes stop and think what did you used to do before parkrun? Like on Saturdays, what did you even do? Did you sleep in? Did you get? Were you an early riser and somebody who still got up and got out anyway because that wasn't me. I was stay up late on a Friday night watching movies and eating junk food and then sleep in until midday if I could possibly manage it without having to go to work. Yeah, I've probably been the opposite. I'm all, I've never been a big sleeper in a Once I'm awake, I'm awake, whether that's at four o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock. So I wasn't running 5K every Saturday morning, that's for sure. So yeah, I've got no idea what I'll do without it now. <laughs> you also celebrated your anniversary, but you also joined a 
club of your own. Well, it's, well, it's not my a club. A club that we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a club that many people hope to get to at some stage in their parkrun lives. I joined the 100 Club on Saturday. Finally earned my black shirt. Only took me four years. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Certainly dragged it out, didn't you? I didn't drag it out. It was. I got there as fast as I could. And yeah, it's it's it has been a long time coming, but it's certainly, you know, I look at the other runners who started at Kiwana Park Run at the same time, and and they're up, you know, most of them pushing two hundred kind of runs, and um, yeah, I think it's I'm not I haven't even done the maths on how long it's going to take me to get my green shirt. I'm a bit too scared to think that it's going to be a decade, which is probably likely considering the average of four years is 25 runs per year, which means, yeah, 10 years to get to 250. Hey, but that's only six more years away. <laughs> that's not too long to wait. Your, um, your black shirt's going to be well worn by then. I want to know, how does the black shirt go down in sunny Queensland? Um, well, it, it gets worn... Quite a lot. I'm, I'm, to be honest, in summertime, like the females, you don't see a lot of the black shirts, like any of the milestone shirts, you don't see a lot of them on because most of the women up here run in singlets and so they haven't previously been milestone shirts in singlets. Um, and the only parkrun shirt you can get are the uh, wallaby gold slash apricot ones. So, and, and we are seeing more of those now, but generally the gentlemen who do run in t-shirts they end up having those t-shirts in in one hand by the time they come through the finish line i don't know at what point they get too hot while they're out on the course and manage to take their shirt off while they're running but generally speaking um yeah there's a large proportion who have got a shirt in their hand by the time they finish i'm not sure if that's standard across all queensland events but i've certainly noticed that on the sunshine coast you wouldn't like it. <laughs> Tops off, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. It's not a Melbourne thing. Look, Melbourne's fits really nicely with a hundred shirt, so that's good. I'll be wearing mine for a few years. But how was your celebration? Was it a good party? Did the cakes turn out okay? Did they all get eaten? Yeah, it was. It was lovely. Um, very low key. This is the first anniversary that I haven't also been at least co-run directing um one of one of the run directors dave he did a fantastic job and just took the reins and took care of everything so i actually ran without volunteering on the same day and all the previous ones even if no that's pretty much it i've always i've always volunteered so i got to just sit back and enjoy a nice chilled morning I ran with my nephew Rowan who had a stack about 3k in bless him he tumbled down and was straight back up in two seconds telling me he was okay and then you know the blood started pouring from the grazes and things like that and then I think he sort of thought for a second oh wait am I okay but then he recouped and we carried on and um, he was such a trooper. He made me run a lot faster than I wanted to. 
because he's much faster and obviously fitter on those young legs of his. Um, With blood streaming down his face? No, no, he no. didn't. He, he managed to save the face. Okay. So he, he took out the elbow and the hand and the knee and the hip. Um, he did a good job, actually. But he managed to save the face. So in true, true Zoolander style. And he still managed to throw a couple of excellent Zs for the photographer. Um, after this had occurred, so he was in good spirits, and um, he he was a little bit frustrated at how slow I was going, and uh, that I kept telling him to slow down because he had to stay with me. But um, no, he was great company. I was very lucky to have him there, and my brother and my niece as well, who were coming a little bit behind us because my niece has been sick recently. So, good morning. How about you? Good cake at Westerfolds. Did you eat any of the cake, or did you partake of some of the other fare? I partaked in some of the other fair. Um, you partook. Partook. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. You're welcome. Yeah, good morning. i tell you what, what we did have, sourdough lemon curd donuts. That is a very specific kind of donut. Yeah, it's a delicious kind of donut. And I knew there were only 50, and so I had to kind of make sure that I finished in the top 50. But to my surprise, I didn't finish in the top 50. When I, when I came back from my run, the donuts hadn't been opened. They were still in oh. the container. Donuts sound more sugary than cake to me. <laughs> we also had watermelon. So most of our runners got into the watermelon and then after they had had their fruit slash hydration fix, they got into the cake. But you, you had one of these sourdough lemon curd donuts. I highly recommend them. And But sir, I, op- I opened the containers. I had the first one. Delicious. Turned around to talk to someone. Was only talking to them a couple of minutes. Turned back around to get a couple more. All gone. All gone. Well, it's lucky that nobody else had the foresight to open the container before you got back. Mm. My wife and daughter may not have been as happy that I didn't manage (laughs) to grab one for them. (laughs) Husband fail. Daddy fail. But it was another great morning at Park Run. And at Westerfolds, and and I'm back. I'm back as the event director at Westerfolds from Saturday. So that's all. You so are the nice. event director. I am. I am now. Oh, that explains a lot. So said thanks to Rowan, who was the existing event director. Got a little bit emotional, but held it together better than I did at Studley. But it just shows how much Parkrun does mean to me and the people that I've met through Parkrun. So that was a really nice part of the morning. And we will continue for many more years to come. It's been far too long since we've had him on the show. We've missed him. He is the big head honcho of Parkrun Australia and his name is Tim. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Great to be back, and as you say, it's been far too long, so wonderful to be back speaking with you guys. Now, we've got a whole bunch of questions that our adventurers have sent through today, so I'm going to start with one from a gentleman named Will. Will would like to know, we're just jumping straight in here, Tim, so I hope you're ready. Will would Will has said that he has a bit of a love-hate relationship with Parkrun, and he was pleased to see your article recently addressing anxiety. He wants to know how have you addressed this 
And is any of it a product of attending Parkrun every week and the pressures that involves? Oof, great question. Uh, so thanks, Will. Um, where do I start with that one? So look, a couple of things, I guess, was that my anxiety that I've written about was nothing to do with, I guess, things like low self-esteem or um, anything to do with emotion or anything like that. It was, it was simply I was, I was burnt out from work. And and the pressures, I guess, of 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 the parkrun job, and and that's not to say that it's harder than you know the jobs that a lot of people have out there. It was more to do with the way I was structuring my 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 days and my weeks, uh, and what I wasn't doing was giving myself any sort of really clear time off work, be it in the evenings or weekends. You know, sort of you know you sit up at night on the laptop watching telly, answering emails, and same thing on weekends and so on. So. So for me, the, the biggest changes I've made since starting work again have been all around that sort of stuff. So, you know, as an example, I think the time now that we're recording this is probably about 5.45 p.m. or something like that. And I've got a pretty strict um, nothing after about 5.30 rule. So so we're actually breaking 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 my rule, but, but that's fine for, uh, you know, because this is a special occasion. But, you know, certainly when we get off this call tonight, what I'll be doing is switching off my smartphone and it won't come on again until tomorrow morning, probably about 9 a.m. Um, likewise, laptops and so on. So, so, yeah, that's been the biggest change I've had to make has been just around disconnecting from that sort of 24/7 work cycle that I was in, um, and it's had a it's had a huge impact already in the, the short time I've been doing that. So that's the biggest change I made. But in, in, I guess in answer to the the second part of the question about attending Parkrun, um, I wouldn't say that my anxiety came from attending Parkrun. But whilst I was in the sort of, I guess the worst part of my anxiety. I, I stopped going to parkrun for a couple of weeks because I – and not just parkrun. There were times I didn't really want to leave the house. Like I remember I was trying to – was doing something with, with the family and we went to a, a kid's play area and I just sat there freaking out because I just didn't want to be there. I just – you just sort of feel – off and, and really uneasy and so I had a couple of weeks off going to parkrun and then when I did actually go back to my first parkrun um, I was really nervous about going just because I hadn't been and you know what was anyone going to ask me any questions that I didn't want to answer and so on and and of course what happens when you go to parkrun as we all know is everyone's just smiley and happy and glad to see you no matter what's going on and and so I very quickly sort of got back into my parkrun groove after that but I, I yeah I, I certainly can appreciate that that sense of um, anxiousness about attending a parkrun because yeah I did I did feel that when I was first getting back into it so yeah but anyway as I say please please to say though that everything's back on track and um, yeah really loving getting back into my my home parkrun up here in Ely Beach. Thanks Will. Good question, and and come at us, Will. Yeah, great question. I, I'm not sure about this love hate thing Will's got. He, he's got a hate <laughs> about not knowing anyone at Parkrun. Mel and I are going to address that at a later episode. But next question from Peter. Peter wants to know how many events does Australia have now, but he's also more curious about what have we got in the next twelve months after we've had our year of consolidation. Where might we be twelve months from now? Yeah, great, great. Another good question. And look, I don't know the exact number we're on right now because uh, we're in the one eighties somewhere, I think. But obviously, when what happens when new events, their websites go live 
on parkrun.com.au is they they start being listed as as a as a live event, although the event itself may not have started. So we're we're sitting around, I think the high one eighties. Mel or Scott, can either of you confirm? Am I close? I think close. I think we are. Yeah. So, so we're sitting in there somewhere. Um, obviously, by the end of the year, we'll be close to. Um, well, we'll be in the one nineties. I'm not sure we'll hit two hundred. We're growing at a rate of about one a week, um, and so you know, looking at about fifty a year. I don't see any reason why that will change um, either more or less next year um so i'd assume we'll probably launch another 50 next year the one thing that may change is if we launch junior park run or when we launch junior park run because we will launch it and and then that of course will be you know more event launches on top of the the existing um uh, ones that we're we're talking about the existing 50 so i would say this time next year we'll probably be sitting on around 250 park runs on a saturday and junior park runs, if they're launched, uh, you know, who knows what, what they'll be on. But we'll, we'll, we'll probably grow them at a, a slower rate, I think, because we we'll, we'll want to make sure we get those right. So, so yeah, this time next year, I'm going to say 250 of our Saturday park runs and maybe um, a half dozen junior park runs. So, there you go. You heard it here first. Awesome. Park Run Australia is heading for the green T-shirt by the end of 2017. That's it. Our next question we've got from another Tim. It's not yourself writing in to ask questions that you want to hear about. It's a different one. And he would like to know that as we're all parkrun adventurers, whether we're running or volunteering, is it possible to have where, as in the locations, where we volunteered in our stats like we have with our runs? Ooh, wow. I don't think we've ever been asked that before. Um, I think... Like, like anything, it's it's all possible. Um, and whenever we put in requests for this kind of stuff, it essentially goes onto a, a priority list with our developers. Um, and you know, I don't know where. I mean, to be honest, that would that would be quite low on the list because there's a lot of other pressing things. But what I can say is that in the first quarter of next year, all of the parkrun websites are going to be. Um, redeveloped um, it's a work that's currently in progress and what I'm told is when the new website platform launches um, so maybe around Easter next year um, that things like that development and, and things that countries specifically want are going to be a lot easier to do than they are now um, the way the way our websites are set up now is it's quite a task for us to do, look to create I guess new developments that are country specific and so on. So, so yeah. Um, so, I guess the answer is um, it is possible. Will it happen? Probably not anytime soon. But could it happen once we switch over to the new web platform? Then I think that's much more likely that we'd be able to do those sorts of things then. So maybe rain check that question to Easter next year. Tim, did you know we're international now? We've got international listeners. You've had international listeners for a while. Wasn't there someone in um, Mongolia or someone listening to you that we were wondering who it was? We had a stat from Mongolia. I'm not sure if we had yeah. a listener. <laughs> we had a download. <laughs> but you've got an international listener who's actually engaging. Is that is that engaging with the program? Is that is that what you're telling me? Yeah, we've got a few. And one of them is George. All right. And he wants okay. to know, Hi, George. how closely do you work with Helen, Tom, Nick and PSH and the team at Parkland okay, UK? So this- yeah, this is a this is a a, a, a UK 
based parkrunner, I'm guessing George, seeing his name dropping the names. Um, so I work very closely with Tom Williams. Uh, Tom is the global head of operations. So effectively, I report to Tom. Tom and I are, are great mates. Uh, Tom, Tom was the country manager of Parkrun UK. So he and I used to do the same thing. Um, but he has been in his new role for about a year now. Um, and yeah, Tom and I speak at least once a week, if not more, and pretty much every day on um, on the emails and so on. So yeah, and then Helen Hood, who uh, is the head of event delivery in the UK. I don't have as much to do with her directly because our equivalent here in Australia, who's Renee Gimbert, which is our national operations manager, um, she she speaks to Helen all the time. So I guess where, where I would talk to Tom a lot, uh, Renee would talk to Helen. Um, Nick Pearson, the CEO, I think he was mentioned. Nick and I don't have too much to do with each other on a day-to-day basis, um, although he's he's very accessible. If I, if I needed him for anything, certainly I could. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've certainly known Nick well. We've we've met uh, at all the any any time we've gotten together from a parkrun global perspective. Uh, you know, Nick's running the show now, and he's a great guy with with bags of experience. Uh, and Paul Sinton Hewitt, uh, you know, I know really well. I think a lot of you probably know the story that Parkrun Australia came about because Paul and I met up and had a cup of coffee, and uh, when I was living in London and. Uh, you know the rest is history. So, Paul, Paul, uh, yeah, his day-to-day role now with Parkrun is really that he is, uh, you know, the founder. That is, that's almost his job. Is that his job is to be that you know that person who promotes Parkrun to the media and um, you know goes to events and Parkrun in the UK has started winning quite a lot of awards for its um, his contributions to the community. And so Paul's obviously there, and uh, you know certainly we'd be hoping that Paul will visit us out here at some point. Um, probably next year he's told me he's planning a trip which is great so uh so yeah that's really what what paul does now he's he uh, is is the founder and gets to travel around and do that and what will the future relationship between the parkrun countries look like well i'm I, i sort of help out really with the the countries that are close to us here so parkrun singapore i oversee dominic in in singapore um, who's who's the event director at uh, East Coast Park Parkrun, but is now really taking on that sort of country manager role um, and, and looking to launch new events there as well. Um, I'm also helping out the Noel and Leanne in New Zealand and helping them with some growth. So I guess, uh, you know, as, as countries, we, we really try and work together and help each other. Um, and ultimately, we all sort of report in or fall under the umbrella of, what is Parkrun Global? So, um, so I think you know, obviously people like myself who've been involved for a while, it makes sense that as new countries come on, we look to share our learnings, and uh, you know we're we're, we're quite a way down the track at the moment with Parkrun Malaysia, um, and I'm assisting the, the the team there. So, so yeah, I think as 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 uh, you know, time goes on. Certainly, I'd be wanting to to assist countries as they come on, and uh, from a geographic perspective. You know, the ones that are near to us here will be the ones that I would be more involved with. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, yeah, we all, all sort of report into Parkrun Global, which is Tom and, and, and Nick. Tim, I'm going to push it. I've got one more question. It's come from yeah, Sunny in the Lock. Sunny in the Lock. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like a person's name. Sunny in the Lock. It's not. With the rising okay. numbers of Parkrun across Australia, do you see any potential 
into the future for major running events to offer exclusive discounts for park runners? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this already happens, really. Like, we you know, we had a, a really great response this year to a promotion uh, we did with the Blackmore Sydney Running Festival where park runners, I can't remember what the discount was. It might have been 10% or something like that, but there was a, a promo code that was set up and I think we had 580 or something like that uh, park park runners or p- people use the park run code anyway. Um, and, you know, that's come about because of our um, great relationship with Athletics Australia who uh, actually own the, uh, the Sydney Running Festival. So through that, um, we were able to get that code for park runners. So so I think um, it's it's a great um, benefit to park runners to be able to get, you know, discounts and other exclusive things like that with our partners. Um, obviously, Medibank, who are our, one of our national sponsors, they uh, are also the, the naming rights sponsor of the of the Medibank Melbourne Marathon. So I think we had a competition, uh, a great competition for, for park runners this year to to win flights and accommodation and entry into that. So so yeah, we, we definitely look to engage with with running events and um, generally speaking, you know, park run as park run, we want to just promote running running clubs running events and so we do so where where we where we can where we can help out we like to do that and, and obviously if there's a benefits to park runners to be had through that then that's even better so many awesome questions tonight and lots of variety there for you tim i know it's brilliant thank you so much for joining us again we're very conscious of your curfew and we don't want to step over the line so we'll let you go but thanks again for joining us on the podcast it's been great having you great to be here and yeah big shout out to all the listeners thanks for supporting mel and scott and the parkrun adventurers people often ask us how do we get on the podcast mel how do we get to be one of the interviewees? Well, it's quite simple. You come to one of our park runs, run at one of our park runs, and create a really cool running club that we want to be part of. So this week, welcome to the podcast, Paul Rainbow from Curl Curl Park Run and Dirty Cheaters fame. Thanks, Scott. Pleased to be here. So, Paul, you just recently have had adventures all over the place which have involved marathons, and today we are celebrating our 42nd episode, which is effectively a marathon of podcasts. So we want to talk to you about marathons. How many have you done? I've officially done two marathons, one uh, a few months ago and one last weekend. So a few months ago, I did the Medoc Marathon, which is over in France, and you get dressed up as whatever you want. I was dressed as, as a drop bear, and you run for um, about six hours, so it's quite slow, but you have to be uh, drinking wine and eating cheese and eating ice creams and steaks and stuff like that as you run, so it's uh, <laughs> it's not a normal marathon, it's, um, it's certainly quite different, but it was fantastic, it's something that you know I'd recommend to anyone. And that was your first marathon in Madoc, in France? And yeah, so I had to sort of warm myself into it. Um, and then I, I had thought, well, if I'm doing that, I might as well sign myself up for a, um, you know, inverted commas, real marathon. So I um, signed up for Melbourne. I like how you use the inverted commas because Madoc was my first marathon and I have not yet done a inverted commas real marathon. I'm not sure I'm cut out for it um, because, you know, 
how do people do marathons without drinking wine every two kilometers at chateaus in the Bordeaux region of France? How is that possible? It, it must be quite hard. Um, and, and for me, I, I, um, I was, I was doing a lot of training for the, um, Melbourne marathon. So I felt quite prepared for it. Well, tell us about it. How did you go? Well, I, so I, yeah, as I said, I did, did a lot of training. Um, I trained with a friend, Vicky, who um, um, decided uh, two weeks before the marathon to run her foot over with a shopping trolley and broke a toe. So um, my uh, my quest really was to make sure that she got over the line at the end of the day. And how did you go? How did you enjoy the Melbourne course? I really enjoyed it. I, I was expecting it to be hilly for some reason or a little bit more hills than it was um it, it had that hill at the end after 37 k's or so but um i really enjoyed it you know we did it a lot slower than i was hoping to do it but um um it was it was great you know we um had a lot of support out there there's a lot of people cheering so you know that was all good and you came down to melbourne to celebrate a birthday your birthday and you got a bit of a surprise yeah, while you were I, down there down here yeah, I got a great surprise from um, uh, my two friends, Mary and Dorota, my, my two cheaters. Um, they came down and we went to Studley Park Run and um, they were they were just around the corner and jumped out with a big new sign, and dirty cheater sign. So um, it was fantastic to see them down there. I wasn't expecting them at all. <laughs> it was a big surprise. And how does Studley compare to Curl Curl, where you run every week? Describe Curl Curl for us. Curl Curl is quite um, flat. It's um it is a pretty much a single loop, um, and it's got a small rise on it. Um, it. It is nice in terms of being in a in a park, but Studley was fantastic. I, I you know really I you know Curl Curl has always been my one of my favourites, but Studley was definitely um you know in par with Curl Curl because it was such a nice course with the bridge and the um, running through the um, uh, along the river for for most of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Definitely one of the best ones I've been to in Australia. I've been to about 25, so haven't been to as many as some people in the, that have been tourists or adventurers. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. 25 is still a, a healthy slathering of events. Have you got a top three among those? Well, it would probably be, sadly, would be up there. Um, you know, I really did like it. Um, Curl Curl is definitely there as as second, um, or, or in the <laughs> first or second, I'm, you know, probably a bit biased. Um, I'm not sure about third. I haven't really, haven't really thought about it. But yeah, I, I did really love um, doing one in Paris when I was over there, when after the Medoc, we were just running around Paris and we stumbled across um, one in a park in Paris. So that was a great experience to, to go and do that. You stumbled across it. You didn't know they already had one there? No, it only started in February. So when we were planning our trip, we didn't uh, we looked it up and there wasn't there. So uh, I didn't I didn't look again before I um, left. So it was just literally we were doing a tourist um, running around the city of Paris doing a tourist run for 26 k's, of course, just for the training for um, for Melbourne. <laughs> and we came across someone in a um, park run um, volunteer vest it was like oh there's a park run around here or yeah yeah it starts in eight minutes it's just up the hill it's like <laughs> we went up there and there was about um 40 people um, waiting to start probably about 35 of them for were english tourists that were just over there for the weekend how's that for magic timing did you have your barcodes on you 
Of course not. Ah, <laughs> oh, you need one of those wristbands. I know. I do have one of those wristbands, but I, I didn't bring it. Oh, I never take mine off. I, I actually had somebody ask me last week if I'd been in hospital a lot, and um, they didn't realise what it was. I had to explain. It's a good conversation piece. Yeah, well, my one says can't turn left on my um, wristband as my medical yes. condition. <laughs> Mine also says I'm not an ambi-turner. <laughs> so, Paul, you were a Zoolander, but now you're a dirty cheater. Or are you still a Zoolander who's a dirty cheater? Well, I'm actually, I actually feel like I'm... First off, I'm now feel like I'm a dirty cheater, but I, I am a part of a like um, probably in another <laughs> another three or four different um, running groups. So now and then I throw on a different t-shirt depending on who I'm running with. So yeah, I've I've been running as a Zoolander, I've been running as um, a Bexy runner, Beauty of Exercise. I've been running as an Oz squatter. So yeah, there's quite a few different clubs that I've uh, associated myself with. This is perfectly acceptable. I've come to. I know. I've come to terms with. The more, the merrier. I say. Agreed. I've got a question. Can we go back to Curl Curl for a minute? Is Curl Curl one of these seven a.m. start runs? Yes, that's right. There's there's only a couple in um, Sydney that are seven a.m. So Sydney's a lot like Melbourne. Melbourne at seven o'clock in the morning can be really dark and cold. Does that does that happen in Sydney as well? And does it affect the numbers or the run? Um, for winter, it can do, um, but we've been pretty good and consistent in terms of our numbers over over winter. We generally get we've been getting about uh, 160 or so um, to about 180 um, over winter. When it's really pouring with rain or something like that, we'll still get 80 or to 100. Um, and then when it's a nice day in winter, we you know we could even go over 200. Those those are very decent numbers. We only average. 150, 160 in the summer at Kiwana now. But that's a result of uh, launching a lot of other events fairly close together so that we can spread the love around. Yeah, and that's, that's probably one of the reasons I'd like to start um, a few more in the northern beaches in, in Sydney here. There's um, a new one starting in a few weeks' time in, in Willoughby um, on the 5th of um, November. So that's going to um, hopefully share some of the load and some people will go from Kelco to Willoughby. Um, and there's one also at Goldston um, up up a bit further north that uh, there's probably a few people that were coming to Kelkel going to there now. So um, we we might drop off a little bit, but I at Kelkel, but I probably doubt it. Now this is going to be a little bit um, out of left field, but have you always been a runner, Paul? No, not really. I've I really only started running um, probably about eight years ago or so. I. I um, started living with a, a guy from my soccer team, so he um, he was into running and triathlons and swims and things like that. So um, I really started with him doing the um, sort of 10k runs, um, you know, in in the city and that sort of thing. But you know, I was with Parkrun. I started um, back in St Peter's, um, probably about two years before Kelkel started. And it was a bit of a trek to get over there from the northern beaches, but I went over there with a mate a couple of times. And then when Kelkel started, I was I was there, you know, week one, <laughs> keen as mustard to, to run there. I was, a, you know, it was a great course. And and then at, later that year, I um, uh, Kim asked me to become a run director there. So 
yeah, I signed up to uh, to do that and been enjoying that ever since. And how did the Dirty Cheaters come about? Uh, ah, the Dirty Cheaters. So the Dirty Cheaters started just over a year ago now. We um, we had four of us, um, who was Alyssa, Mary, Dorota and myself, and we um, we're, we were signed up to do this event in Canberra, which is the um, She Chimmy, Chimmy, I think it's called. Um, I always forget how to pronounce it, but there was a race in Canberra that's 100 kilometres um, and we do it as a team of four. So we did about 25 kilometres each um, and we had to come up with a name. So I I was basically rattling off a whole bunch of names and everyone else was coming up with ideas. And at the end of the day, we decided on the Dirty Cheaters because of the uh, bit of the pun of, you know, that we could we could cheat when we're, we're dirty and you know we could cheat to do the course or do the run so it was just a bit of a bit of fun at the time but we sort of um yeah, did the dress up thing on, on the day we didn't run run so much in the um the, the full suits like we do now and then now but um yeah it was it was a lot of fun and really mary and dorota um were the main people that continued it on and um really started the the logos and all that sort of stuff that we've got now which is um you know really fantastic is it performance enhancing to wear cheater ears? It does make you run faster. It, it is actually proven science now. Um, you know, I've definitely only done PBs with my cheater ears on. So I think it cuts through the uh, air somehow. I, I haven't actually worked it out exactly, but it does make you <laughs> run faster. And But over five kilometres, like, can, you, can cheaters sustain that kind of distance and speed? Yeah, well, we're pretty dirty. So, you know, it's... Um, you know, we don't have to run the whole, the whole five kilometres. We just um, cut the bits off we don't need. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Paul. It has been lovely to hear about your marathon adventures and overseas and at home and to hear about the cheaters and how you guys all started. Yeah, thanks, Mel Scott. It's been great. I will admit, it's um, I love. I mean, obviously, we're still seeing all the posts and things like that, but I do like to share them with our listeners as well from time to time. Let's share them this week, and let's start on Twitter, my favourite, where Nicola Forward <laughs> has just booked a parkrun trip to feel the parkrun AUNZ vibe for herself. She is excited. She's going to be here for four weeks doing a parkrun in Sydney, Cairns, and Melbourne. Parkrun, every parkrun day we're there. That's exciting. I think she's going to be here in four weeks, Scotty. Okay. Well, it's even more exciting. Nicola, get in touch with us. Get in touch with us when you're in Melbourne. We want to have a chat to you on the show. And so my favourite, Strava. How's the Strava Club doing lately, Scotty? We have a nice even 250 members in the club. Wow, that's gone so up lately. So it still continues to grow. Yeah. And a special mention to our mate in Canberra, Will Barlow, 19,689 metres of elevation last week. What's going on? I think there was something went Do you reckon he GPSed it when he took a flight? I think he did, yeah. (laughs) And then put it on Strava? I'm surprised Strava hasn't um, 
set up the red flags for that one. He probably got all sorts of, oh no, he wouldn't have got a whole bunch of crowns because it wouldn't necessarily have been any segments. I have seen a Strava um, run from a plane, so taking off from the um, runway. Okay. And did somebody run on the plane? Is it like the same situation as when there's a cruise ship and somebody goes for a 5K run on the cruise ship? Mm. And you would expect the Strava map to be a whole bunch of a spirally loops, but it's just actually a straight line, which is really boring. Yeah. No, this was just sitting in the seat because they were doing one second Ks. <laughs> well, that's got to hurt the calves. Instagram is always our busiest social media platform. Over the weekend, Sydney Insta Runners, Dirty Cheaters and Mbotto all posted a group photo from Mossman's animal-themed third anniversary. Happy birthday to Mossman. And should mention now as well, congratulations to Simon Mackley, who also ran his 100th park run on Saturday. He is one of my two twins, my 200 club twins. Well done, Smackley. Sandy Shell's life. I'll summarise. She thinks you're wonderful, Mel, and she congratulated you on your 100th park run. She loves your guts. Yeah, I love her guts too. She's a bit of a special lady, Sandy Shell's life. And Jamesy Wamesy was at Westerfolds' anniversary on the weekend, and all he said was, he met Scott. He did. So did you meet, you met Jamesy Wamesy? He walked past me. He kept walking. Couldn't wait to get away from me, I thought. But he was, Jamesy Wamesy dressed up in a uh, Ghostbusters, the full kit, the Ghostbusters outfit. Excellent. But but didn't run in it. So next time I want to see him run in it, James. I don't care how heavy it is. You've got to commit to the costume. Recreating Mel asked the question, how awesome are parkrun volunteers with some nice chalk drawing on the path at her parkrun? And Macalicious21 said... Would have felt weird not going for a 5k run on this Saturday morning. Unfortunately, Wangaratta Park Run was still cancelled due to water over the course, so he had to improvise with a freedomish run. Not even Humphrey could scan his barcode, though. Good to see a systems check in for tomorrow's run. A couple of phantom niggles, as always. Macalicious ran 100k on the Sunday. Yeah, another overachiever. Mm. And the Evans High crew, they're still going from strength to strength. A little bit of wet weather didn't stop these guys from taking on the 5k challenge at the Ponds Park Run. Well done to Rachel and Alex, who represented the ERC, and to Juliana, who couldn't get to the Ponds, so she ran 5k in her area. You girls did Evans and yourselves proud. I love keeping abreast of how the ERC are going. They're doing great work. And so from the past couple of weeks when we've missed out on our social adventures, we had one from Hey TJ who said that she was glad she made it to the finish. Turns out running a half marathon is quite hard, but she did it. Oh, and she said thank she thanked me for the inspiration. Bless you. You're welcome. And well done. Half marathon is not a little thing to do. So good job. Jeanette Campbell, she completed her 100th park run. That's 500 parkrun kilometres. Crikey, that is a lot of running. It is. Well done, Jeanette. I've got another twin out there. Gosh, there's lots of us this weekend. Congrats, Jeanette. And Heather's Happy Snaps was at Tamworth Parkrun's second birthday where they had a pea theme, cake, 
50th run presentations, fun, laughter and smiles are plenty. I do like the P theme. It allows people to get really creative. Bit of pirate action. Pirates going on princesses. Akuz. She loves parkrun. She was sporting a new tattoo. I don't think it was permanent. In fact, I know it wasn't permanent. But it was pretty cool nonetheless. And Siren Macy and Chermside Parkrun were representing when they had fun times at the Sandgate Sunset Run. It was a cool photo, and you saw that in person, that crew from Chermside. Yep, they did a great job with their costumes. On Facebook this week, Steve Batesta, he's quite the parkrun adventurer. He posted a photo of him and Alan Burrell at Wynnum, showing off his modified 50 shirt, where Steve has listed all his parkruns that he has completed in order on the back of his 50 shirt. Well done, Steve. And Paul Curtin, sorry buddy, we forgot to give you a shout out while you were listening during your marathon. I gave you a shout out in person, I hope that made up for it. But he was off to his Nindy on Saturday, which was Portland, where Michaela and he became Vic Statesman. Also along for the drive was their trusty sidekick, Mark, who was only three off becoming a Vic Statesman himself. As usual, up and back in the day, an 800km, 10-hour round trip. Round trip, road trip. It's just how they roll. That's commitment. Yeah. 800k in one day. Mm. I hate to break it to them, but there's more events launching in Victoria very soon. So they're going to lose their statesmanship. Not unless they get to all the launches. When you're that close to being Victorian states people or you've become Victorian states people, it's a lot easier to maintain than if you're still chasing it and you're like 50. Okay, you guys don't have 50 events yet, but you know, 20 events away. This is true. Mind you, one of the new events we're launching is back out near Portland. So it'll be another 800k round. <laughs> for them, if they want to maintain it. Well, At least they'll know they the way. Enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. But none of those events are launching this weekend. No launches this weekend. We do have an anniversary though. So happy anniversary to Port Macquarie in New South Wales who are celebrating your first. We hope you have a wonderful morning. Full of cake or donuts as the case may be. And that's it for our marathon episode not quite our longest episode ever but we tried but it's not that kind of marathon okay I think we're good we should say goodbye should we? yeah you don't think they're going to notice that it's over? Just say goodbye, Mel. Goodbye, Mel. <laughs> goodbye, Scotty. Goodbye, Mel. See you next week. Probably speak to you beforehand, but if I don't, we're going to be really disorganised. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you do speak to me beforehand. Yeah, but the listeners, next week. Stopping recording.